0: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on WKRM 103.7 FM. Hey, we are having a great show today. We got a few special guests. Um, I'm going to start down at the end down there. Stacy English, welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you. And Stacey is with our Pupil Services Department at Mary County Public Schools. We'll tell you a little bit more about what she does um, in a little bit. And we also have Miss Liz Willett. Welcome, Liz. Hello. Thank you, Liz. Um, Liz is also part of our Pupil Services Department, and we'll be talking with Liz a little bit later. And a special guest here today, and she's, this is her debut for public radio in Mary County on WKRM, Miss Carrie Bartlett. Welcome, Carrie.
2: Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad to make my debut here.
1: That is awesome. Carrie is the news director for the Columbia Daily Herald, a.k.a. the editor. Um, Carrie, um, I'm going to put you right at the top of the show here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where are you from, and how did you end up in Columbia, Tennessee?
2: Sure. Um, I am a Tennessean, a native Tennessean. I am originally from Bartlett, Tennessee. Uh, it's a suburb of Memphis.
1: Okay, fans. Bartlett, Bartlett, Tennessee. Carrie Bartlett, Bartlett, <laughs> Tennessee. She probably owns the city. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> we don't own own the city. My family has uh, lived there. My, my whole family lives there. We're from there. Um, but we... Um, have have ties to the city but we we do not own the city and the I city can, Bartlett uh, Bartlett is a
1: Bartlett is a suburb <laughs> of Memphis correct? it is okay. yes yes it's, right. it's east of Memphis go ahead and continue <laughs> telling us about you
2: um and I have actually uh lived in middle Tennessee for 15 years um after uh went to school um in UT at UT Knoxville go um, Vols go anybody Vols? got another That's cheer right. for
1: Vols come on hey I got somebody here with a <laughs> Uh, um a lanyard that has the orange and white on it and I've got somebody with a thumbs down. We'll talk about that maybe later now, All right, i go got ahead.
2: I got the best of UT because I was there when Peyton Manning was there oh, so yeah. it was it, it was a good time it was a good, good time football time. Yeah, yeah yeah we also won the national championship yeah. right after Peyton left but um anyway I won't talk about time after that. Uh <laughs> but um I'm also a uh basketball fan. Um Tigers, Memphis Tigers basketball fan. You can't be from Memphis and not be a basketball fan. That's what I hear. It is not necessarily a football town. Um back when I was growing up, but always a big basketball town. Um so but I moved to Middle Tennessee after college and have been here for the past uh 15-ish uh years. Um Lived in Nashville, worked in Williamson County. I worked with um, at the Williamson Herald newspaper for a while, about uh, six years, um, and have also been with the Tennessean before I came here to Columbia, and um main point of this uh, of this uh, conversation is that I love Columbia. <laughs> I just moved here um, in February after I got the job. Started at the Daily Herald in December. Um, finally was able to move here in February and I've really enjoyed it. I think it's a great town. Um, I'm so glad to be here and catch the wave of, of growth that is going on. I know that's maybe positive and negative to some people but I feel like that there are a lot of really great things going on in Columbia and um, I enjoy learning about it every day, every weekend. It seems like there's something new to do, um, and our own writer Jay Powell keeps me informed about our top five things to do on the weekend, which yeah, is going to be in the he paper loves tomorrow. Doing that community stuff, yeah. <laughs> and so I learn about you know what they what to do in, in Columbia each weekend. But it's a great town, really friendly people, great businesses. Um, everybody that I've met here has just been really friendly. Um, I think that that is a hallmark, you know, of this town. Um, there's some great leaders in this town, um, has a lot of potential even moving forward, so right. I, I'm enjoying being here.
1: We are very pleased at mary County Public Schools with the relationship we've had with the Columbia Daily Herald over the years. That they've done some fantastic reporting. Uh, they keep up with things like um, recently the McDowell School closing. Did a, a special tribute to mm-hmm. that. Um, they are always at the school board meetings, keeping up yes. with the news that's going on there, and we really appreciate it. And then that's going to continue to happen and continue to. Uh, maybe be still a small-town newspaper most with definitely, local stories?
2: Most definitely. I'm really proud of our um, education writer, Mike Christian. He writes um, govern, uh, Murray County Government and Education News, among many other things. Um, he's a fantastic uh, photographer and videographer as well, and uh, our team uh, works tirelessly every day to cover county government and education, but we've really enjoyed um Lots been going on in education uh, this budget season during Mm -hmm. the spring, Um, so I. You know, have learned a lot myself, and I'm proud of our coverage. And um, I think he has me on speed dial. Yeah,
1: (laughs) because I hear from Mike regularly weekly. We, you know, we get a call and he wants to get some ideas, some comments, some uh, statements, and stuff like that. So he's He's, always on top of things.
2: He is. And the you know closing of McDowell has been a big um, issue, and we were there on the last day. Um, Also, the teacher raises have been an issue, um, or you know, just a big budget season. There, there are a lot of cap projects Mm -hmm. um the school district has a really um makes up the majority of the murray county government government budget Um, it's a lot to take on (laughs) and i know it's it's difficult to pay for and um so we are you know just following that and to see what solutions the the school district and, and county might come up with um, well, I believe, to be there.
1: I believe we're heading in the right direction. We got a, a great superintendent that's taking care of the business, being transparent with our school board and our community and yeah. making sure everybody knows what's going on. Yes. And so we really do thank you uh, and, and the, well. the Columbia Daily Herald for all your coverage and your um, continued support and partnership with uh, Murray County Public Schools. It's, it's important that um, we have a good relationship with our media and we are happy to have <laughs> you on board. Um, cool. As most of you know, they downsized, and the the building where they used to be is now. Um. Somebody bought it. Yes. And so they're. You guys are looking at opening up a local. We office.
2: are. We are. And uh, big news yesterday. Uh, well, actually, Tuesday night, uh, the um, Murray County Government Commission is looking to now buy the building from the most recent buyer, um, who is a broker and real estate agent here, Larry um, Hubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he he bought the building, and uh, now the Murray County Government is looking to buy it from him. Um, to turn into uh, court offices or uh, you know county government offices. That's cool. Um, but we will get it's a, a new good location. It, oh, it's a great location. Um, the the building is historic. I know it's important to a lot of people. I think it's really iconic and symbolic. Um, in the community um, built in 1968. It has a lot of history. Um, I was really sad to to leave it. It's a little bittersweet, but you know, we, we just don't fill the building um, anymore. Right. Um, our op- operations are full go. We're keeping, you know, we have our staff, we're keeping our staff. We even hope to grow in the future from, you know, where we are now, but we're just not as big as we used to be. And, um, but so we are, do have plans to move out. Um, our staff is still there, you know, working some and we're also working from home, um, but we do have plans to um, move into a new office. I just can't announce when or where or that where. will be right. yet. But I will, if all works out as planned. I will be really excited to introduce that to the community.
1: Excellent. Soon. Well, Carrie, thank you so much, and giving me the opportunity to to break you to the the public here thank on you. the big yellow school bus. Um, we look at all that. We love these opportunities to share with our community. New faces, new people that are coming on board, and we welcome and you th- as the editor for The Daily Herald. Thank
2: you so much. I'm so glad to be here, and I look forward to continuing our partnership with the school system and um, try to you know, cover issues the, the best we possibly can and, and be um, a support and, and a partner.
1: Well Carrie, I like to do it as a community conversation, so you're welcome to stick around here in the audience and, and in the uh, studio and chime in if you feel you need to, or we'd like to, or you can take notes, because <clears throat> we're going to have a great show here with our pupil services um, people, Ms Liz Willette <coughs> and <coughs> excuse me, and Miss Stacy English. Stacy, you still with me down there? I'm here. Stacy, let's go next to you. Let's, let's uh, change gears, as they say on the bus, and <clears throat> go in, right into um, Stacy's expertise, which you are an attendance specialist with pupil services. Yes. And I have a list of things that you do, and it's probably just a small list compared to what you actually do. But one of the things that has been a hot topic for a long time, or many months, or for, well, mostly since out of zone. Let's just get right there. <laughs> out of zone. Um, a lot of parents like move somewhere and they maybe for one reason or another it's closer to work or whatever or they have students that go to different schools. they have to submit an out of zone form. Can you tell our audience what that really is?
3: Well, they are requesting for their child to go to the school, a school that they are not zoned for. So the form is just their way of requesting that and letting the school know why what is going on that they, Want their child to go to their school, right? And it there's no there's the no principal. real
1: there's no um, criteria that says you have to have this and or this to be able to out of zone. You can just no. choose to be out of zone, yes. And you can submit and request. Yes. So this this school year coming up, and the out of zone farm window has already been opened and closed. How many out of zone farms have you processed to date?
3: Well, when I left to come over here, I believe I had done eight hundred seventy nine I think
1: Wow, that's pretty Something, good number.
3: yeah, close to uh,
1: well we have close to nine we have just over thirteen thousand students so eight hundred seventy nine students is in the big picture not a tremendous amount, but it's a lot of processing to be able to let people know so well er- last
3: school year we had almost eleven hundred out of zones, okay so. so.
1: If you submitted an out of zone form and you haven't heard back, you still may get that notification. Oh, you and, will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you'll get your notification soon if you haven't received it. They're still processing them. Yes. Um, you know, it takes
3: time. I have to there are several um things off of the form that I have to keep up with on mm-hmm. um, different spreadsheets and I want to be accurate because those numbers are important. So it takes me a little bit of time. I, Absolutely. I do that and, with great care.
1: <laughs> and, and it also has to go to the the principal that is accepting the out-of-zone student.
3: The school that the parent is requesting, right. the, the principal of that school either approves or denies.
1: Okay, so once you get the out-of-zone form, you enter the system, it goes to the principal. He says, yay, we can take them, we have room, or nay, we can't take them, we don't have any room, etc. So there's still a lot of... Left in the queue right now, so if you haven't received your notification, don't worry. They're still processing them, as Stacy said. Over eight hundred last year, they had eleven hundred, so there may be three or four hundred still lingering right now that still need to be processed. So don't fret. We're on it. It's coming. It's coming. Just <laughs> you Stacey will get it said. as
3: soon as I can get it out.
1: Um, another thing I've noticed, and at the central office, when I'm out by the front door, we have these young gentlemen and ladies that come in. And they are looking for driver's license permits or something like that. Could you permit explain? certificates? Yeah, could you explain to us what that is and so maybe more parents understand how they can how you can help them.
3: Okay. Um, in order to qualify for your to get a, a permit or I guess to test for your permit, you have to pass at least half of your classes this the past semester and you cannot miss more than 15 days of school unexcused in that semester. So we have to check grades and attendance on every child that comes in to request a permit certificate.
1: And once they pass the criteria, you'll present a uh, certificate signed that the parent can use to take down to the, the DMV? yes. And, that'll enable and then them.
3: they do their part. I don't know what all they right,
1: do. Right, right. Okay, yeah. so, but you help in assisting, making sure that they meet the criteria. Yes. And so I've seen a lot of smiling faces getting driver's permits at the, Every at once the in a window. while there
3: will be one that doesn't, but for the most part they do.
1: Yeah, it sounds like most people that are interested in that. And is that a 15- or 16-year-old age limit?
3: I honestly don't know. I know you have to be 15.
1: Fifteen? Yeah. Yeah, at you, least fifteen. You have to be fifteen. I remember um, years ago when I got my permit, just, you know, it wasn't that long ago, actually. Right. Um, I, I think I got mine at fifteen uh-huh. and learned how to drive, and, you know, grandpa and dad uh, said that you do this, do that, and stick shift was the priority for them that you had to learn on a stick shift mm-hmm. because... Back then, there was a lot of manual transmissions in vehicles. Right um, today, I don't think many people have them anymore. So, <laughs> right, it's a little bit easier as far as that goes. Yes, <laughs> um, the um, you you started talking about a little bit about attendance, and we're going to touch on that a little bit more. And Liz, can you can you'll be able to chime in on that on the attendance rules and regulations and even laws. Um, but I have on my notes here something called DHA. Yeah. We in this society love acronyms. And so could you explain to us what DHA stands for and what, does, what is that? What is it in your department? How do you react or, do or deal with that?
3: Well, DHA is Disciplinary Hearing Authority.
1: That doesn't sound great. Right. All but right.
3: sometimes it's necessary.
1: Right. So Disciplinary Hearing Authority. Yeah. So you deal with the <laughs> DHA when there's an issue that has to maybe go to court or something?
3: Well, no. No. Um, if a child if a student does commits an offense that rises to that level
1: like you know, not a, everything like breaks a policy yeah like a school policy a board policy well th-
3: they're on different levels if you if you are chewing gum you don't have to come to DHA okay you know you're not supposed to chew gum in class it's a, good thing but, I chew a lot of gum right but if you you know maybe, if there's an assault or, right, or a fight y- or something, yeah, yeah. You know, then you're, you're going to have to come to a DHA.
1: So in a DHA, a decision can be made to maybe do our alternative schooling. They can assign time- you
3: to alternative school for a time. Um, they may suspend you for a day or two. Um, you may, they may assign you to NSCO suspension.
1: So that sounds like a pretty serious thing, the DHA, yeah. and and Liz, you're shaking your head over there. Is it, that something you also assist with? And no, are involved I, with? no,
3: I
4: don't. I, I I think the part of the DHA is just depends of the violation that the child commits at right. the time with the seriousness. The, uh, with, the, with the seriousness, of it. Yeah. the rules, you know, there's there's a zero tolerance on. On that part, that yeah. that will send you straight and, to the apprentice school.
1: Before the show, I asked you about zero tolerances, and there's there's quite a few zero tolerances that um, apply at school district. Yes, and that maybe parents and um, uh, guardians might need to know about, and they might not know about. But they, we do send a handbook home every to every student every year, right? Well, it's
3: online.
1: Okay. Yeah. So they can go see it online. Yes. Um, that is my next segue was the zero tolerances. So can we? Tell a little bit about the zero tolerances. Do you well,
3: there are some things that you just cannot do that will automatically remand you to the alternative school. Um, if you bring a firearm to school, you're expelled for a calendar year.
1: Wow. So, Well, rightfully so. You shouldn't be bringing uh, <laughs> yeah, guns to bring school. Don't bring a gun,
3: please. Um, if you are in possession of drugs or drug paraphernalia, you will be remanded to alternative school for a calendar year. Is that
1: illegal or... Um, legal like prescription or uh, illegal drugs apply to both
3: um illegal drugs most definitely prescription if it's your prescription um probably not well you're not supposed to have it at school and it, it will be a remand but the parent can appeal all remands can be appealed Um, And and you will go before the disciplinary hearing authority and they will hear your case. Um, Sometimes there are circumstances um, that will overturn a remand. Okay. If it is your prescription and you did not realize you needed to turn it into the nurse, you know.
1: Right. So the zero tolerances deal with remands. And explain to our listening audience exactly. We've got about a minute and a half left before our first break. A remand. What, what does that process?
3: That means you are assigned to the alternative scope for a calendar year. Okay. If you commit a zero-tolerance offense.
1: Which, in, in reality, I've been over there. It's a great school. It's just a little bit yes. more strict. Yes. Because, you know, everybody makes a mistake. Sometimes the mistake will cause you to end up in a situation where you have to be over there. Yes. Not and always. And they
3: do have a point system. You are eligible to earn points. Um, and appeal to the school for an early return. That is up to the principal. They may approve or deny your early return. That is up to the principal.
1: Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Pupil Services Department, Stacy English and Liz Willett. We'll will hear a lot from Liz here after the break. And also... Our wonderful new editor, Miss Carrie Bartlett, who is sitting here taking notes. I think I feel a news story coming out of this. So it's not just on the radio. Maybe we get some news coverage. Um, We will be back with a, a word after our sponsor.
0: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to The Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are here with Stacy English, Attendance Specialist, Liz Willett, Attendance Case Manager for Juvenile Court Liaison with Pupil Services, and we still have in the audi- in, in the in the studio with us right now, Miss Carrie Bartlett, the news director for Columbia Daily Herald. Thank you, ladies. Um, we talked a little bit about y- your history in the in the um, community, you know how you made it here and everything. And thank you for everything you do for the uh, students and the community here in Murray County with Columbia Daily Herald, Carrie. Sure. And I'm glad you could stick around. Yeah. Um, Stacy, we talked about out of zone. That was a, a thing. A, a subject came up during our break. We were talking about that, Um, and and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that in our studio today that's running our soundboard and everything is a young man by the name of Louis Maddox. Louis is up-and-coming senior at Columbia Central High School. And during the break, we were talking, and Louis said, I find this interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, Louis.
1: Very interesting. Um, You know, being a senior in high school, at Central High School, uh, he's listening to us intently going, wow, I didn't know these things. And so if you have anything you'd like to add or chime in, feel free to, Lewis, and thank you for being our, our, our soundboard tech today. Sure yes. thing, no problem. All right, um, Stacy. On one last thing on out of zone. Um, during the break, you were explaining some of the whys about why would somebody choose an out of zone? And I think one of the things that we all agreed on is a big thing is maybe your workplace. Yeah. Say you live in Mount Pleasant, but you work in Spring Hill, and it's so more, so much more convenient for you to take your student to Spring Hill Elementary or Middle or High, um, versus going to school in Mount Pleasant and yes. then having to find somebody. And to if help you're it.
3: out of zone, buses are not provided anyway. Parents must provide transportation for out-of-zone children. So.
1: Right. So if you choose out-of-zone, you're, you're not privy to a bus ride. You right. have to provide transportation. Right. All out-of-zone students. And we had approximately 1,100 last year, yeah. and you have a little over 800 that you processed so far this year. Yeah. So that's good numbers. And it's, a great, <laughs> it's great that parents have the opportunity yes. to, um, within our county— be able to move to another school or apply to move to another school and hopefully get accepted because yeah. it makes their life easier especially if they work in that closer to that school right um, Another or
3: family for child care after etc yeah, yeah
1: absolutely yeah. and we are very fortunate in our county to have the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee in ma- majority all but a few schools in our, our county that have um, before and after care for parents that ha- their work starts before. The school day or uh, ends after the school day so we're very fortunate to have them on board too um liz let's talk a little bit about what you do um liz comes to work some days like dressed to kill looks like she's going to be doing a fashion model run down the 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 runway because she's getting ready to head to court and and liz tell us a little bit about yourself and what is the job you do at murray county public schools
4: well, first of all, I moved to middle Tennessee area back in 1999. Um, uh, I was here for a few years. Then I was transferred to um, Winnett County, Georgia, where I became a juvenile court coordinator for juvenile court. I did ICPC, and I coordinate cases with uh, juvenile court in Winnett County, Georgia. Then I worked for the first judicial district, drug court in Franklin, Tennessee, for Judge Easter. I did that for four years before um, this position came open again. I had been here back in 2001 with American Public Schools on the same position that I have right now, but it was quite different back then than it is now. And then I did uh, community corrections with Providence Community Corrections as a probation officer, and then my position came open over here so I've been here ever since um, I have been doing case management um, all, all sorts of things with communities and uh, probation uh, juven- the, the majority of my time has been juvenile court and in probation and drug and alcohol abuse
1: I got you and one thing I've leaned on you for a lot of help and, and if you've listened to a call out from Murray County Public Schools and you've answered the phone and you said and I said, hi, this is Jack Cobb, American Public Schools. Please stand by for an important message. And then you would come on and say, say welcome to the school bus in Spanish.
4: Bienvenidos al, al autobús de la escuela.
1: See, there you go. <laughs> she is my favorite Spanish-speaking person in our district because she can be so helpful. We had an award ceremony where we had a student come up for an award, and he didn't speak any English and you were able to come in and interpret for us and help us out Um, so if you happen to hear Liz on the telephone that's because she works close to me and she's so good at what she does as far as interpreting and able to give the message in Spanish and I can give it in English I do not know a lick of Spanish Thank Uno you. dos, I think that's one and two, <laughs> right?
4: Yes, I love what I do. I yeah,
1: love what I, do. I, I see that, and, and when I when I work near you, and and I definitely know you love what you do, so. Let's talk a little bit about, and T- Stacy, you can feel free to cl- uh, chime in here on this. There are some state laws that um, are that require students to be in school, and you can maybe share what some of that is.
4: Absolutely, the Tennessee Code Annotated uh, it states that um, the forty nine six three zero zero seven states that the any parent under control of their children or their child must cause that child to attend school. So, um, and that's what we do in our office. Um, If your child is not enrolled in school, then you probably will hear from us. We send you a letter to notify you that you have failed to enroll your child, and there will be um, consequences, uh, you know, if you decide that you will ignore our letters. Since the state requires that anyone under compulsory attendance, which is uh, 6 to 18 inclusive, be enrolled
1: in school. That is kind of serious. I mean, um, we as parents know that our children need to be in school and they need to learn and everything, but I don't know if everybody understood that that is a state law, federal law. It's a state law. State law, okay. Um, That your students have to be in school. They can only miss so many days. Stacy made a point earlier about missing days. How many days was that?
4: Well, after five, you become truant.
1: You become a truant.
4: After five days.
1: And what would happen if, per se, you d- decided you didn't care, something happened, your parent didn't react, they could end up in court?
4: Well, since the laws have changed a couple years ago, uh, yes. the laws changed, and, and now the school uh, the school system works into a process in which the uh, truancy is handled by tears. We send, first of all, we send a five-day letter then the school requires for the parent to come to a meeting, and they are required to sign an attendance contract in, o- in order to continue to monitor their child's attendance. Like I said, after five days, your child is uh, considered truant. And then um, if you miss the meetings at the, the school summons you for, then you are setting yourself and your child for possibly court.
1: Wow. that's uh, That's... An eye-opening uh, statement that you know school is required, and five days you're if without a probable cause or excuse, you're considered truant. The school will let you know five and it-
4: days, and there is a grace period in which, uh, after we send that ten-day letter, that no, the five-day letter, or the um, I'm going to say specifically the failure to enroll letter. There's a grace period in which I give. 10-day window uh, to the parents in order to answer the letter, whether the child is homeschooled or not homeschooled, or the child has moved out of state in order for them to send us a request for records. If you decide to ignore that, then we move on. Within those 10 days, we move on to file a juvenile court petition. If I don't get anywhere, then a citation warrant can be issued against the parent, in which the parent can be arrested and book into the murder county jail and then they will have to appear before a general sessions judge
1: and 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 what you do is not really a negative you're actually trying to help and make sure that people don't end up in jail make sure that the students are getting the education and the help they need
4: absolutely well the thing about it is that sometimes um people think that school is not necessary in order for their children to succeed, but it is, and it's and it's the law. So we do not make the laws. Um, we always talk about that, but you know we just enforce it. But you know if you if you decide that your child wants to be a dropout, uh, that is a is a no no. It's, it's completely unacceptable, mm-hmm. and we will go after you. If I can't get anywhere in which I can get you to enroll your child, whether it's in a pu- in a public school, or home school, or boarding school. Or you move out of state and your child is not enrolled, you still will have to have some type of legal action pending. Um, furthermore, uh, this year we file um, with the school system, I will believe i file 15 to 20 uh, dependency neglect. Uh, cases in which I was not getting anywhere with the parents uh, regarding the enrollment of their children, mm-hmm. and these I'm talking about children under the age of sixteen right. that they were not doing anything, and they was just like out there. And the dependency neglect it, you know they are seen by, by the Honorable Judge Chapman, and he has been really graceful to work with us in regards to keeping the parents accountable or their children you know when it comes to kids in elementary school they are at the mercy of their parents but kids nine to twelve mm-hmm. grade then they already know what the rules are and what should be expected from them
1: Lewis, you're, you're sitting back and listening to some of this are were you familiar with some of these strict rules yeah, no i actually didn't know about the uh the true and after five days I kind of did have a question about that. Is that five days like in a row, or what kind of time period it's is that unexcused.
4: over? Five well, unexcused cumulative, the whole year? cumulative.
1: Okay. Yes. So it could be right. in the first semester or the first nine weeks and the second nine weeks. But if you have five unexcused absences, yeah. you got to answer for them. If, if you,
3: you had the flu and bring in a doctor's note, that's
1: right. Yeah,
3: right. It set you your back. <laughs> has it yeah. always been five days, or has that number
4: changed? It's uh, always so. it been five okay. days.
1: That's really not that hard to, you know, take care of. I mean, nine times out of ten when a student is not in school, it's because they have something going on. They're not feeling well, they, and they had to go to the doctors and get a doctor's excuse or something, you know, family-related come up, death in family, you name it. There could be numerous things.
3: To what you said, Jack, about we're trying to help, Liz referenced the tears, Tier 1 is a five day letter, the attendance contract, parent conference. Tier 2 Someone at the school, a trusted individual, assistant principals just designate someone designated at the school level needs to meet with these children. That's Tier 2. To find out what is going on, what is causing you to be unable to come to school. They do want to get to the the, the issue um, mm. t- to help
1: there may be something that they just they're, they just are afraid to talk about. I mean, they, somebody needs to sit down and that they can trust and let them know that they're there to help. But we, exactly, we in People's services at Mary County Public Schools. And I'm saying it because I work real close to you guys. We are definitely there to help. We're not there to say bad, bad, bad. We're there to go. What can we do to help you? We have resources available in the community. If you have problems going on, we have a, a, so many resources that can help um i'll even go to the homelessness stacy and i talked about this recently um you know if you have a family that they're living out of their car and they're having trouble getting to school let us know let people and it's not just living
3: out you know out of your car before i started in this job i didn't i did not understand the definition of homelessness now of course i do um if you had to move in with another family, if you are in a hotel, due to loss of your job, um, you were evicted, a domestic situation. We have resources to help.
1: Absolutely. There
3: are community resources specifically for Murray County Public School students. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we don't know about a lot of them. Either they don't want to... They don't want to mention it or they don't realize, you know, this is something that ha- I, I need help with and I can get help from the school.
1: Right. So. And like you said, there's a trusted confidant in the school. Most likely it's an AP, <coughs> assistant principal or a principal or a guidance, guidance counselor. counselor yeah. These people are there to help. I mean, I, you know, I, we're, we're talking about things that are so serious that I want you to understand that we are really here to help. Um, in every aspect of our jobs, Liz, she does what she does to help the students, not to say you're bad, you're 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 done something. She's there to try to resolve the problems and make the uh, make it so they can get their academics and the, and their um, their schooling in that's required.
4: It's never a pun- it's never punitive. Uh, we tried our best to assist the families and the best way we can, I mean, whether by doing referrals in the community or uh, talk to the Department of Children's Services, depending on what it is. We have a really close relationship with the with the Juvenile Court uh, Liaison for DCS. We work close when we come to district truancy, uh, work really well with the YSOs and uh, the Juvenile Court Administrators and, and everything. So we have a really good relationship and we know we all where we stand. In regards to trying to fix the problem, and and uh, truancy is a is a big issue, and and it has been addressed so many times. And I think and that's
1: been gone on for years, because I remember when years. I was a, a student, and some of my friends would just blow off school, and then next thing you know, they're no longer in my school because they've been assigned to a different school, um, you know, like an alternative school. So it's been around for a long time.
4: Yes, and it's not getting any better, but, um, you know, we have close to 350, 400 cases in court when it comes to uh, truancy. And out of those cases, I mean, we had, uh, you know, close to 20 cases that ended up being a dependency neglect, and, you know, in which we don't have any other choice other than request to file a motion with the courts to request to remove your children from your custody because they are now making it to school.
1: Right. And, and it, that's really a big deal. Um, you know, if, if you are out there and listening and, and, and you know, of a, if you have a problem, feel free to call Murray County Public Schools office at 388-8403. Uh, Thank you, ladies. Three eight 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 four zero three, And ask for a talk to somebody in attendance and pupil services. These ladies do amazing work. I, I, I see them on the phone um, helping parents. Getting yelled at, um, you name it. There's one thing after another, but they're really the underlying thing is they're there to help and help resolve issues, take care of problems, um, make sure you have an ability to go to school. So, you know, we talked a lot about the truancy and um, the state laws. You even referenced the actual state law. Um, You talked about dropouts. Um, So, these are probably all reasons why we need a Juvenile court liaison. Is that correct?
4: That is correct. Yes, um, I've been doing this job probably for uh, over fifteen years, mm-hmm. twenty-one years total uh, since I moved to Tennessee, and it's it's no, it's just not getting any better. Um, but uh, you know, we have uh, we have our back. You know, Judge have our backs, and he has been really helpful in trying to find these parents accountable. To have these children in school, you know, if parents decided that they don't want to home, you know, they don't want to have their children in school and they want to homeschool, they need to let us know if they are moving. They need to let us know if they're moving in the summer. They need to let us know so we don't have to be looking for them and then trying to serve you summers to appear in court for for your child being true and for not enrolling for the next school year.
1: Right. Well, I, I I'll take my hat off to you guys because I, I I know. How much work you do, um, and you are. There are three of you in the attendance office, or actually four, right? Um, and you guys are non stop all the time, and you cover the entire district, which is thirteen thousand students plus
4: and thirteen thousand parents, and probably thirteen thousand <laughs> grandparents. Yeah, well,
1: double that. So parents, and, uh, and, and in most situations, is uh, mom and dad, but not always. And so you've got, you know, 26, you know, 30, 30, 30,000, you know, people or more that you can interact with um, a portion of those people on a regular basis. Man, this has been some great information. We are about ready for our next break. So we'll be back with Carrie Bartlett, Stacy English and Liz Ouellette after the break.
0: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools, will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Mary County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 WKRM. We had um, in the studio, she had to leave. Miss Carrie Bartlett is the news director for Columbia Daily Herald, and she didn't get an opportunity to do her shout-out, but during the break she told me what that shout-out would be. She wants to shout-out to the food pantries in our county that help so many that are in need, and to the county and city mayors, for all they have done to welcome her to our county. Thank you, Carrie Bartlett. We appreciate everything you do and we appreciate the the news stories that you present in the Columbia Daily Herald. All right, Stacy, got something for you that I forgot. Okay. I know and she's saying oh no. I never asked you to tell about yourself and who where you are and how you got here and how long you've been here. So tell our audience a little bit about who you are and What you do before this, and Mm. and you've been here for a little while now.
3: Okay. Um, My name is Stacy English. I am from Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. Born and raised, um, I graduated from Mount Pleasant High School, and I am married. I have been married 33 years. Mm. I have two children, Elizabeth and Ryan. Um, I worked at Mount Pleasant Elementary School. Um, I was a teacher's aide there. Then I went to Mount Pleasant High School. I did in-school suspension. I went to the guidance office after that, and then I became an attendance clerk. And a position came open at central office, a lady retired in the attendance department. And I thought if I'm gonna apply for anything else, now would be the time. (laughs) Good move. So I applied and, and I did get the job. I have been doing this for six and a half years. Um,
1: and- you seem to really enjoy your job, and she left out something very important to me. She's an avid proofreader, and being a, yes. in a communications role, I can write something and read it three times and miss the most obvious things. So I will send Stacy my my up and coming releases. And she will find at least one, if not two or three, things that might need my attention before I publish them out to the public or to the to the district. So thank you for being an avid proofreader for me You're also. welcome.
3: I'm glad to do it. In another life, I was going to be an English teacher.
1: An English teacher. <laughs> yeah. You would do well at that. <laughs> um, thank you so much, and sorry for not getting you earlier on the introduction. Um, we have really talked about some great things that the pupil services department does. Um, If if you are in need of any of the forms or anything, you can go to the murrayk12.org website, click on the um, students' parents uh, section, and then you will see in the drop-down, pupil services. And on that page, you can actually meet the pupil services staff. They did a very cool video. It's about a year or so old, right? Maybe a couple years old. Yeah, I think we did. So it's last a little older year. video. Maybe they need, uh, maybe we need to get them in and do a new video. But it's a very cool video, nicely done. Um, you can get the driver's license request form. You can get the enrollment forms in English and Spanish. Um, I don't know why we would have this on there. There's a complaint form. I cannot imagine. I don't know why anybody would complain. Um, we have a, a, a September awareness month um, uh, documentation, and we have a link to our student parent handbook which is a district-wide um, handbook, correct? Yes. So they have a lot of great information available at murrayk12.org on the student parents section under pupil services. And you can get their phone number there, which is 388-8403. Um, they even list the extension as 8101. Whose is that, yours or? That's Mr. Lyon. That's Mister. That's, That's the boss's number. Yes. Okay. Well, if you do that, you're going to end up talking to the boss, and then he'll just transfer you over to one of these fine ladies to help you out if you need something in attendance. Um, the attendance job at uh, Mary County Public Schools is a big job. Um, we need to make sure that people understand that there are laws that, that we have to follow, that we, we do our best to make it as easy as possible and you know follow up. And Liz goes and, and represents and, and does whatever she can to help the students understand and the parents understand that these are not school rules, necessarily, but they are also state laws that have to be abided by and um so Liz, thank you for doing all that and for representing us so well on those days. I see you come in all dressed up, and I know you're heading to court that day because you'll have a what do you have a really pretty blazer that I've seen you wear regularly um that you put on. She looks so sharp, and you, you can see her in the in the pupil services, um, meet our pupil services staff video. She's all dressed up in, in a courtroom in that video, I believe, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, that's quite cool. I really like that. You have to look presentable. Yes, you do, and, and you always do on a regular basis, but on court day, you seem to step that up a little bit, and I'm sure the Honorable Judge Chapman enjoys having you in his court. We invited him to be on the show today, but he's such a busy schedule. I, 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 um, we hoped he could call in, but he hasn't been able to call in. So maybe we'll get him back on a show in the near future because we'd love to hear um, what it is that the court systems do to help our students, and that you know they get misguided, they just have little problems, and we do whatever we can to help. And I really want to stress that we're not on the show today to tell you you must do this, you must do that, even though there are must-dos. We're not to say you're bad or good. We're just saying we're here to help. You know, if you have an a, a attendance issue, contact your school. Contact the district. We can guide you. Contact the school guidance counselor. I mean, these people, that's what they are there for. They are there for to help in situations that may be private and you don't want to discuss it to anybody. And but you maybe need to just to get the help that's so desperately needed, correct?
4: Correct. An informed community is a successful community.
1: I hear that, and and I, I had to say correct because they're both over there, not in their head, but that doesn't really <laughs> translate well to radio. So, <laughs> um, Lewis, do you have any uh, comments or questions for the ladies? I don't have any questions, but I'm really grateful that I got in, uh, got to sit in on this today, and uh, you know, kind of unexpected. You Usually have uh, Mike Lyle running the board, but right. um, I'm here today, and I'm, I'm glad I got to go into a little bit of uh, in depth of well, the background of the school system a little bit. I always try to include Mike Lyle in the show because he's there every day. And he, instead of just sitting there, you know, twiddling his thumb, he's, he actually gets involved in the conversation. So whenever I have a, a, a soundboard tech with us, I like to say, you know, be part of the conversation. Let's all chime in, let's talk about things. Um, you know, we had the, the editor from the Daily Herald here. Um, she was able to take some notes and ask some questions, especially during the break, probably questions we might not need to have on the air, but she was able to ask some tough questions, and the ladies here were able to help. So, and, And I'm sure you learned a lot just listening to them. Oh, for sure.
3: And you have done a great job.
1: Thank you. I do want to say
3: I Appreciate hate that I missed Mike Lyle because I know him.
1: Oh yeah, and I, <laughs> he'll be back.
3: I was excited to see him today. It's been a while. We worked together at Mount Pleasant High School. He's a he's a good man.
1: My understanding is he had something come up in his family. And he had to leave town and go take care of some things. But he will definitely be back. He is a, he's a part of the Big Yellow School Bus crew basically because he's who I work with every week. And so with with all this gratification going on and the thank yous, I'm going to turn it on the. Shout outs. So, Stacy, I'm looking right at you. You are the first person to give your Big Yellow School Bus sh- shout-out on the air.
3: Okay. I would like to give a shout-out to my supervisor, Carl A. Lang. He is Director of Pupil Services... And he is retiring from Murray County Public Schools on he June is. the thirtieth.
1: Yes, and I keep trying to talk him out of it. He just ah uh, no, and that's not happening. Yeah,
3: we we try every day. Um, yes. He is not only wonderful at his job; he is a wonderful human being. He and is, we will miss him.
1: He is. He's a wonderful human being. I've heard him sing. I've heard <laughs> him preach. I've heard him. And he's not a preacher, but I mean, he has. Oh, ability. he can yeah. preach. Yeah. The, the man has so much passion. My first meeting with him, and I will say this, I was sitting in. it was a nice quiet meeting. And all of a sudden, Carl spoke up. And the level of the meeting rose by about 20 decibels. And Carl had a mission to tell everybody what needed to be done in pupil services. And he was adamant. And he was there. I really enjoyed that about him. Yes. He has and a lot
4: of energy, that's for sure. He does.
1: We will definitely miss him at Mary County Public Schools. Yes. Shout yes. out from Stacy to Carl Lang. And yes. I will echo that. All right, Miss Liz Willett.
4: Well, my shout out is probably for all the ladies that work as attendance clerks. We had a rough year. This is the roughest year I ever worked for the school system and let me tell you we had struggles uh, keeping up with the attendance, with doing the reports and, and keeping up with all the truancy that we do and making sure that the attendance is correct and that is a lot of work
1: did uh covid have a lot to do with the roughness of it absolutely absolutely i was thinking absolutely that, you know we are blessed right now that people are getting vaccinated and the covid vaccine is still here with us it's still relevant but we feel more comfortable now people are getting vaccinated um, mask mandates are going away in our community we never had them at the school district of course but um, all these things combined are going to make for a better 21-22 school year, I hope. Yes. I hope that that is – but that's a great shout-out because those attendance clerks, I can't tell you how many people I refer to, well, you need to contact the attendance clerk. Yes. And if that doesn't help, get back with me. And I usually it can ne- be a
3: thankless job. Yeah, and, and
1: usually I never hear back from them because once I guide them to the attendance clerk for the, to address their issue or their question – it's a done deal. Yes, so that's a taken great care shout of it. out. Exactly. Yes. If, Lewis, if. did you have a shout out? And I know you're a football player. You're coming up on your senior year. And I'm sure you'd love to give a shout out to somebody out there Ooh. in Radio Land. Shout out to these ladies right here for Ooh, being behind the scenes and uh, making sure a lot of the school system uh, background stuff goes through smoothly. And uh, I've got another Thank one. You. I also want to shout out Kennedy Broadcasting Company for allowing us to. Uh, share this information with the rest of our uh, good community so yeah we are truly blessed to have a radio station that stands up for the school district that reports out and supports the school district Uh, mr kennedy mr clayton harris everybody at the studio they do a fantastic job if i call with something like a school closure they're on it they'll interrupt a show to let people know And we really appreciate that. Those are some great shout-outs, especially to the ladies from Pupil Services. Not just the two ladies here, but all All of the ladies in Pupil Services do a fantastic job. We appreciate it.
3: Yes. It's a production. We work very hard.
4: It Uh, is a production.
1: It is a production. And my shout-out will be to all the organizations in our community, the nonprofits that have recently had them on the show, quite a few of them. Thank you for what you do for the county, for the students, and the families in Murray County. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch us here on Saturday mornings, Sunday nights, and Monday afternoons. Thanks and have a great day.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.